Kara Zorilla escapes the dying planet of Krypton. She is delayed on her way to Earth. When she gets here 24 years later, she becomes Earth's newest hero, Supergirl. Welcome to the Krypton Report, a Supergirl podcast brought to you by Southgate Media. I am your host, Tyler Patrick. You can find me at JTYPatrick on Twitter. So let's get started on what's going on today in the world of the Kryptonians. Welcome back to the next episode Glad you guys are back with me. I apologize for the time delay in the episode. Things a little bit crazy. If you follow me on any of my other podcasts here at Southgate, you would, you'll recognize the fact that I just had a child. So my little solo, keeping me up at night. Last night kept me up, so we decided to watch Superman 2. The Richard Donner cut and the Richard Lester cut. If you don't know what I'm talking about, check it out. It's pretty sweet. All right, guys. Since last time we didn't get to touch on one of the aspects of this show, we're going to do it now. Now, this show is dedicated to the upcoming Supergirl show, but there is another show. There is another show that goes along with what we've discussed. It's the upcoming sci-fi projected series called Krypton. Now, I don't know how many of you out there are watching Gotham like you should. And listening to some Before the Bat, the Gotham podcast. But the idea of a Superman prequel series set on Krypton is really interesting. It's supposed to tie into the Man of Steel universe, which is really cool. And I'll bring up a fact of that. But here's my thing. Sci-fi channel? Cool. There's not been really any good sci-fi series on in a while. But the budget for the show would be really interesting. Because we don't want to make it look cheap, but it's got to look like it belongs with Man of Steel. Now, here's my thing, and this is something they probably won't touch on because we are getting the Supergirl TV series. But if they do a Krypton series, and it's supposed to be connected to Man of Steel, I don't know how many of you out there have read the uh, limited edition. Now, you can find it online. I'll post it on the Twitter uh, for this show later on. There is a prequel comic to Man of Steel that you find out that the scout ship that Clark finds actually belongs to Kara, as in Kara Zor-El, as in Supergirl. Now, in this Man of Steel canon, they're not making her his cousin. They're making her some sort of other relative, descendant, which is fine. I mean, I'll kind of go with it. But I guess in the comic, it alludes to the fact that she was on a sh- the ship, it crashed on Earth. Um, and the way it ends, I kind of read it as she went back into like a hypersleep, maybe sent out a distress signal, and then uh, for some reason woke up and sent the signal. It's debatable that in the movie they say it was Clark that sent the signal that Zod found and came there. But in the comic it could be from Kara, not sure. And that, that that open pod that Clark sees is Kara's on the ship. Now, that would explain that, and it would find a way of bringing Supergirl out. It also opens more questions. If was Kara, if she wasn't in hypersleep the whole time, was she uh, on Earth? Do, and what was she doing? So, and I remember reading Goyer. Originally, they had cut that little clip of the open pod. And uh, Goyer and Snyder both insisted it had to be in the film. So there is a significance to it. 
Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe Krypton the series would address something with Zor-El. Or maybe not. I don't know. I mean, what, what are the possible significance of Krypton the series other than just being a space epic? Will we see colonization? Will we see uh, anything? A young Zod? I mean, a young Jor-El? How, you know, how is this show going to develop? So it's something to think about. What are your thoughts on Krypton the series? Will it work? I mean, it's kind of like just ripping off Gotham, but at the same time, would it be better than Gotham, seeing that there's limited characters to play with and everything else is pretty much open? Uh, what's your thoughts? We have our Supergirl, and I'm not familiar with her work, but she was in the movie Whiplash that I do want to see, so that's exciting. And I don't know about you guys, but I, I trust the casting. Was it Rappaport, Rappaport casting? Same one who does for Flash and Arrow. And so far, um, I haven't disagreed with any of their casting choices. We can argue about Ra's al Ghul, but you'll hear that over at the Flash Power Hour. But as far as Melissa here, Supergirl, I'm okay. Like, I'll give it a shot. She looks like she can pull it off. And I'm, I'm going to roll with it. Uh, our other is Jimmy Olsen. Now, this one... I will say I'm kind of intrigued by. How are you guys feeling? You guys know what you guys, what do you guys think? They're, they're getting, if I can pronounce his name correctly, McKay, McKay um, <clears throat> Brooks is, I'll try to, I apologize if that's not how his name is pronounced. It's going to be our Jimmy Olsen. I'm okay with it. I'll give him a chance. I just don't want to see Jimmy Olsen, this more lovable, slightly off geeky kind of guy, spunky turn into like the jock man. I don't want to see him lose the essence of the character. Um, McCade was on True Blood, if anyone watched that show. Uh, was it season two, I think, where he played Eggs, comma, Benedict, comma, Eggs. But I'm, I'm okay, I'll... I'll let it go. Let's see here. As for any, I don't know. I just, I want the show to be good and I want the casting to be done well. I know that they talked about the, the, the villain for the pilot is going to be the character of Lumberjack. This is definitely a character I am not familiar with. With all my vast, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> knowledge of the DCU, I'm not certain of this Lumberjack character, but it's a villain that we haven't seen appear in any of the other DC shows, so that's a positive. I, I read it that it'll be the villain of the first episode, so I'm not sure if it'll be the season or the episode or where the Lumberjack will appear, but what are some of the villains that you want to find in this season? Who do you think should appear against Supergirl? Now here's the more interesting fact. There is supposed to be a reference that will reference her cousin. So are they going to reference Superman's existence in this universe? Um, so I don't know how that's going to work if it's supposed to connect to the Flash Arrowverse and there's no mention of Superman on that show or in that universe. You know, uh, you heard me before. I had theorized and talked about that I felt like this Supergirl would be kind of more of a Superman role, an amalgam of the Supergirl and Superman stories, because 
Superman doesn't exist in this universe. So I'm very, very interested to see how, how she'll come out. Um, what are your thoughts? Hit me up uh, at the end of this cast because we're about to go into our next segment of Who is Kara Zorel? All right, Kryptonians, let's check this out. What we're going to do now is we're going to break down, we're going to talk about Supergirl and her different incarnations. But first of all, we're going to talk about Kara Zorel. Now, we're going to do Kara, but we're going to talk to the other ones because we know that the character of Supergirl is going to be Kara, but in some cases they'll mix different incarnations of the characters to make like amalgam-style characters. We've seen this in cartoons and in live action with just um, Green Lantern. The film kind of had a Cal Jordan, Kyle Raynard vibe. Uh, the old 90s Flash had a little bit of Wally West mixed in with Barry Allen. So we'll, do, we'll talk about the different versions. But first of all, Kara. 56 years ago, in Action Comics number 252, May of 1959, came Kara. Now, Kara's character was the cousin of Kal-El sent to Earth. She came from the bottled city of Kandar, and she was sent to Earth. There's been many different versions of Kara. The version that were most commonly known, she was Zor-El, Jor-El's daughter. She was from Argo City, and she was sent here and ended up in an orphanage. It went under the name of Linda Lee. Now, there's a lot of different tweaks to be, that's been done to her character. During 1985, which is a long time from 1959, if you think about it, the biggest event to happen to Kara was she died during the what's called the Infinite Crisis. In the Infinite Crisis, she sacrificed herself and was completely wiped out of the DC Universe. Part of this was DC wanted to take Superman back to being the last Kryptonian. They had done so much with Zod, Feora, and some of the other Kryptonian villains in Supergirl. They wanted to take it back. So at this time, she was wiped. Now, what we're most familiar with is in back in 2004, Kara was revamped a little bit and she was brought back. As Kara Zorel, she was sent here to watch over her cousin, Cal, but her ship was delayed. There's been differences. Uh, some that she crashed early, but she her casket wasn't open. Some say that uh, it was just delayed and that by the time she got here, her baby cousin had grown up. And if you're interested, check out Batman Superman from 2004 with Jeff Loeb, and they'll break down... Kara's story. It's also adapted in the film that we'll review later, a Superman Batman film. Uh, why did it escape my head? It's Batman Superman Apocalypse. There we go. Man. Now, some note, note things to point out. Kara has always had a little crush. They put her with Jimmy Olsen, which we're going to see Jimmy in the show. Uh, things, Kara did not exist during the death of Superman, which is a big deal if you think about it. Uh, many, the, Linda Danvers was the name that she, she adopted, okay, that after the Linda Lee, because there later is a character that we'll talk a little bit about, maybe, called Linda Lee Danvers, who takes on Supergirl's mantle, but I don't think we will, because it's really confusing, really confusing, but it might come up. But Supergirl is always Kara. She's the most famous. 
She's the one everyone knows. And I'll tell you a reason why I like Kara. One of the things I like about Kara is I like the fact that she's completely different than Superman. And you're like, duh, she's a girl. But no, the thing is, Superman grew up on Earth. He feels like an Earthling, a human to protect. When, when Kara gets here, Kara has no ties to us. Kara does not feel like she needs to do anything. Kara does not feel drawn to Earth. She doesn't need to use her powers to save us. And that's the, that's one of the biggest differences between Kara and Cal is the fact that Cal wants to. And Kara really, in some aspects, could care less. And I think that makes it much more interesting because here you have Cal Clark, who all he wants to do is have his cousin be just like him, the only family he has, but all she wants to do is return to Krypton. She wants her home back, and he just does not know how to deal with that. And I think it makes just a really nice play on their relationship. Now, she has appeared in multiple things. She was a version of Kara where she was from a planet near Krypton, appears in the Justice League and Luna TV series because she hadn't come back into the DC Universe at this time, so they hadn't done anything with her. Um, she is also, if you appears in, like I said, uh, Superman, Batman, Apocalypse, which we will be reviewing. Also, there's the film Supergirl, which we'll be reviewing. Um, you can find her on Smallville Season 7, and it's a very good de depiction of Kara, as far as, like I said about the... Kara was supposed to watch over her cousin, but her cousin just happened to get here before she did, and it makes things a little more awkward. And Superman Unbound, the animated film, features Kara. Now, I'm excited for this character. I think it plays a good part in Superman's development. You know, we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna break down her character in each part, and just kind of figure out what we wanna see from the show. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening to the Krypton Report, the Supergirl podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at Krypton Report. Leave us a review on iTunes and let you know what you think, how the show can be better, your thoughts on Supergirl, and anything else you feel like chatting about. And I'll catch you next week.